Hey, oh, today we are just breaking down. Hey, I got into my trunk finally. I don't remember if I brought that here. It was probably so long ago that we don't even remember it, but <laughs> I jammed my trunk closed and now I know what happened. Um, but I just today want to give a shout out to utilizing people who, who know who you are. Um, as an asset to have in your back pocket. I mean, people will take care of you. And especially in a small town, I think we have that really special ability to do those things. And I had been avoiding that due to the pace of life, but I am so, so very happy that there are so many people in my town that know me and are willing to go to bat and take care of us. I, um, I'm just really grateful for that. So breaking down the whole story today and all I can say is find more ways to do business with people in town. If you're so blessed to have the ability to do that. Um, it's, it's a game changer. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine-tune correcting what that looks like and just living and we started out this show you know really thinking that this was going to happen overnight and one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life. And it's all lived out loud. And this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth. So you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there, you will end up lost. You are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, but it's, it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams.
Hey, yo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. <laughs> my name, my name, my name is Hannah, and I am the show host, and we do dreams here, friends, and mostly just that, but when it's not just that, right? When we're doing other things, when there are downstream effects to doing your dreams. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to have a better career. I'm going to. It changes everything vibrationally from just a who you are as a person, who you're capable of being, and, and the level of standard that you have for your entire life. We're not settling for less than. We just aren't. It's not either or life. It's everything. It's everything. So that is, that is us. That is this. That is you and me. And we're going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness today because that's how we need to start every day. We got to create that shift and it takes time to shift your mental speak, to be in a mental place where you can weather, right? You are tenaciously going after whatever it is that you want. <coughs> you know, I saw that some podcasters have buttons so you can clear your throat and it like mutes you basically when you do that. And someday we will have a studio that's like that. And I'm very excited for that day. <coughs> Until then. And I'm not even sure that I would record my podcast in that studio. But until we have that, <laughs> this is this is where we are. So you're welcome. We cleared our throat um, and we're doing things. So my great thing from yesterday is listen. We're going to get into this a little bit deeper, but knowing people matters. It matters a lot. And I sort of just skated through the first 10 years of my adult life, not really getting to know anything, not really getting to know anyone, not really having any loyalty, just being like, okay, we just bounce. And I was raised in that world where it didn't really matter, where, you know, having that one thing didn't matter. It was all about me and it was all about what I got from everything and everyone. And it was really easy to just bounce on things. Like if someone was having a sale, I'd go there. And if someone was having a special deal, I'd do that. And, and this understanding of creating and having relationships just really wasn't there. And it didn't matter all that much. Period. And it couldn't. Even, even, if, I, even if I wanted to, I didn't have time. So it did not matter. Everything was just transactional and it didn't matter. I wouldn't know you from anyone. And, you know, most retailers, most service agents, that's, that's the model that they're banking on. We're going to get you in and out and you're going to get on your way. And it doesn't matter if we know you or not, we're just going to do the minimum or we're going to do what you ask for and that's it. And we might not even do that very well, but you're not going to know. And by the time you come back to complain about it, we probably got a whole new staff. So it really doesn't matter. 
you're not going to be able to hold us accountable and you're not going to know how to hold us accountable even if you wanted to. And by the time that we have screwed up whatever it is that you've gotten done, you don't know who to call or what to do to fix it. And you're just screwed, you know? And (laughs) so in November, I'm just going to, I'm going to break this all down for you. And there's a, there's a great end to this story, but you should know that this is a long story. So in November, I was preparing for my first Christmas season. And I am, I would say my aesthetic is very mid-mod century and has always been. Now, there was a time in life where I was following other people's trends and I was like, uh, but eh. I have always been drawn to the 50s, 60s, and 70s era of furniture and of decor. I just always have. I like it. I like the look of it. I have always loved it. And one of the strange but very real things that I love most is the packaging. I'm a like design junkie. And so if things are in boxes, I love old boxes. I love old boxes. Mm, original packaging. Like it can be opened, but still in the original packaging. And I love the original packaging. Like it's embarrassing. I don't even like talking about it because I understand how worthless boxes are. Um, but original, it's, it's original packaging for me. It's a big deal. I love it. So there was this random Facebook listing that was like four or five boxes of, of random mid mod century Christmas holiday decor. I don't know. It was like 10 bucks for all the boxes. And there was so much random stuff in there. You didn't need most of it, but, uh, they had a couple of things (laughs) in the original packaging, like tinsel and little decorations. I don't know, but it was just, it was everything. It was everything. And I loved it. I loved it. And so I decide that I'm going to purchase it. And when I make Facebook purchases, you know, you, you try to be safe. So you're like, okay, Always remember that a percentage of these deals end in certain murder. And that's there's always that chance. And so I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. When can we do a pickup? And for whatever reason, I negotiate the pickup and I do it in a public place as they suggest. And so I'm not worried, but I am worried because it ends up being dark because I don't account for fall. And so it's darker than I prepared for. It's in a public place, yes, but uh, there's no one there. And so I'm like, don't get too close to the car. Just grab, grab the things and, and put them in the trunk. And so I quickly put them in the trunk and I'm like, okay, this is where they pounce. So I like go to close the, the trunk and it's not closing. And I'm freaking out at this point. Cause I'm like, this is when they kill you. This, this is when they do it. Right. So I'm like, Hannah, you knew better. Get, get it in the car. Close the trunk. Come on, get this stuff. You gotta get out of here. You gotta get out of here. Close the trunk, get the trunk closed. You, you gotta move. You gotta move. Um, you know, Facebook deals gone wrong. I don't want to be a part of that docu-series. No, thank you. I'm gonna watch it, but I don't want to be a part of it. So I like just 
with all my might, I'm on the third slam. I slam it down as hard as I can. I jump in the car and get out of there. You know, and then you're just constantly like watching your mirror. You don't go home right away because, you know, they could be following you. And I don't know what these crazy people are going to do. I don't know why this person has this many boxes of mid-mod century decor. This seems weird. And so I'm just like, just get GTFO, get out of there, get home, super excited. Like get home, don't get stuck, don't get murdered. Great. Facebook deal gone right. Hey, yo, we did it again. Um, whatever. Good. Here we go. We're good. It doesn't go wrong. I have improved my strategy. So don't try to come at me. Okay. I'm better now, but it doesn't go wrong. I get home. I go to pop the trunk. The trunk will not open. And I'm like, come on, man. I, these are like mystery boxes. I knew what was in one box. I did not know what was in the other three boxes. And I was sold on the one box. Like, hey, this is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. We got some tinsel and original boxes. I'm here for it. I don't know what else is in these boxes. But if this is the goods in one box, then the other box has got to be great. So I can't get the trunk open. I don't know what's in there. It's killing me. I try to have my husband do it. He can't figure it out. This is one of those trunks that, yes, the seats fold down. They do. They actually do fold down. But they only fold down if you pull the thing in the trunk. Right? Which is great. Because, you know, if you got locked in there, you could escape. You could pull that and you could get out. So that's nice for anybody being kidnapped in our car, but not nice for the boxes of mid-mod decor that I have just picked up. Not cool. They can't pull that tab. So we cannot get in there. We try a couple different things. We're not, we're not doing it. No big deal. Whatever. Fine. I'm not going to see these boxes for a while. We'll figure this out when we need to. Not important. My great thing is that we finally got the trunk open. I got these boxes in early November. It is currently September. It has almost been a year. And these are like blind bags. You know, you got to know what's in there. I don't know what's in there. I know that there is a mystery of items in my trunk, but I don't know what they actually are. And now I do. And one of my favorite things, my absolute favorite thing, is this like perfect silver Christmas shop bell. It like goes over the door to let you know that people are here and you know, you can buy bells. Okay. You, I could buy a shop bell right now, probably on a million different sites, but they are not like, like, you know, they're tinny, they're cheap sounding. They're like, man, I'm a bell. This is like a real bell. Like legit just sounds like the most beautiful. It sounds like an old shop. It just does. So I'm so excited to add that to our holiday shop 
this year. I can't even begin to tell you how pumped I am about that. Um, <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, so yeah, it's happening. It is, it, 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 it's a beautiful box of things and I finally got to it. And I'm going to break down this story a little bit further. So don't worry. Okay. Now you know that I have been mysteriously locked out from these items and it has been crazy, but I finally got into them and I found one of the most beautiful mid-mod pieces that I have found so far because original bells sound different. Just like I could buy speakers to just put around my shop, but the record player sounds different playing music, even if it's not a record, it sounds different. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself recognize yourself for your greatness. So we haven't been able to figure out this car trunk, obviously for a while, but we're selling this car. So it's like, we gotta get whatever's in there. Cause we don't know, you know, this trunk has been closed to us for a year and it's unsure, you know, is it just these boxes of things or are there other things in there? Who knows? We don't know. And so when we decide that we're going to sell this car and it's, it's just time, it's a, it's an older car. We've gotten great use out of it, but it's time. And so when we decide we're going to do that, I'm like, well, we better take it to our, our car maintenance shop in town and see if they can crack this trunk open. So they're like, um, Hey, we looked at it. We can't get in there. I'm like, wait, what? You got tools. <laughs> we have tools at our house, but you can normally never find them. They're in, I think people used to have toolboxes or they had homes for these things. We have like nooks for these things. So sometimes the tape measure is above the, um, above the vacuum. There's a little shelf right above where we keep the vacuum in this cupboard. Sometimes it's there. And sometimes you can also find on that same shelf, like a screwdriver. Sometimes you can find a little uh, <laughs> wrench thing there. Sometimes you can find pliers there. Sometimes there are things in other spaces on that shelf. And it's awesome. Sometimes there's absolutely nothing there. And sometimes those tools are in a tote that's downstairs in the tool tote. That's not a thing. Nobody's selling tool totes. Um, I think <laughs> tool boxes would be the normal grown up way to handle this. But as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at a screwdriver on my desk. There is no reason that there would be a screwdriver on this desk of mine, but here, here it is. That's our tool situation. So when my dad comes over to help us fix things, he's like, do you have this tool? And I'll go look in the five places that our tools are stored randomly because they're never stored there consistently enough to actually be called the home of our tools. And I don't, we arrange everything else in our house in a very specific manner, but for whatever reason, tools fall into the abyss of unknowns of to where they are kept. And I think it's because we don't have like, official tools. We've just kind of collected tools or grabbed tools when we didn't 
have a tool. And so they've never, there's no one owning this piece of life for us. You know, I'm like, well, tools probably shouldn't be my category, but if I was going to take over the tools, what I would do, (laughs) this is me, I would create a tool tote and I would just always have all the tools in the tool tote. And so I did, that was my strategy. And apparently the main user of the tools, which is mostly my dad, because he's the one that I call in to do (laughs) projects. Um, just because of his unwillingness to stop until he gets it figured out, he'll like YouTube things. He's just from that MacGyver generation. He's going to figure it out. Um, and so he's good to have along with my husband to complete projects because he knows extra things and he brings his own tools most importantly because we can't ever find ours because the tool tote didn't catch on and my husband's the one using the tools and he probably has his own strategy for um you know responsible tool keeping and i don't know what that strategy is and so we're just completely misaligned and therefore we have no tools in any places so When I take a car to a mechanic, I'm like, you have tools and you have them all in one place. And I think, so you're the one who should do, be able to do this job. So when they called me back and they were like, we cannot get into this trunk. I'm like, well, we're screwed because you have tools, right? And I'm concerned at this point. So then they're like, well, probably more of a body auto shop. So we also are blessed to have one of those places in our town. So true to me and the way that I work, I call the body shop and I'm like, listen, I can't get this trunk open. I need it open like yesterday. Is there anything that you can do? And you know, any good body shop who has more cars in the um, driveway than they have room in their shop would say, no, ma'am. And I certainly can't do it today. But instead, he said, yeah, you can just drop it off. And I don't ask, you know, because I should. This is similar to the tools. I should have a better system for asking. I don't ask or leave my phone number or anything. I'm just like, okay, I'll drop it off. And so I drop it off and I'm like, hey, I dropped that off. The keys are in it. You know, just let me know what you figure out. So then around, I haven't heard anything. And then it dawns on me, well, I didn't also leave any contact information. They just literally have my car. So I should probably call. So I call and I'm like, hey, I realized that I just dropped my car off and I didn't actually give you a phone number or anything to let me know when it was done or if you figured it out or whatever. So I'm just calling to give you my phone number to, and I can hear him like in the background, just like, wanting to jump in, but I'm just spouting off at this point because I'm like, I shouldn't have even given you my car. And I understand that it's probably this unrealistic project, but I didn't give you my phone number. And so I'm just calling to give you my phone number. And really, I just need to know if and when you're going to be able to get to this. And I don't know if you are, and I don't have any expectations that you're going to. And then finally, he lets me finish up on my like five minute rant. And he's like, yeah, we got it open. You can go get it. I'm like, okay. Um, I'll be there. (laughs) I'm just going to close up my shop and I'll be right over to grab that. And they got it done. Like there wasn't even room for me to park my car because they had so many cars in their lot. 
And, you know, I don't know why they moved us ahead. I don't know if we got ahead of anyone. I don't know the situation. But what I will say today is, (laughs) growing up, we didn't go to places in towns. I was always told that places in town were more expensive. Like, we didn't shop. We didn't get our cars done. We didn't anything. And this is what I have come to know as I've gotten to know and encourage other people's local movements and start to walk on my own. They, they take care of you. You know, I'm proposing the impossible. And if I were to call a Walmart or a I don't know who else works on cars. <laughs> yes, that was our option. They would have been like, yeah, no, I can't get you in today. You're high. I can't do that at all. You're high. And I don't have a suggestion for where you get that done. And those would have been all the questions that I would have asked of random auto parts place, right? Like I probably would have called advanced auto parts and been like, I know I know you don't even have a garage. You just literally have parts. It's in your name. But I just, I don't know who else to call. So I was just going to call you and see if you can do that. And they would have probably just hung up on me. Um, So <laughs> I get there to pick it up. And he's like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe this. We could not get into this trunk, Hannah. We had to take out your entire back seat. Speaking of which, a lot of stuff got under your back seat. You know, like you've got, you've had some kids in this car for many years. I can tell young kids. (laughs) And so he actually took pictures of what they had to do. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm sitting there thinking like, we are selling this car off tomorrow. Uh. I hope that I did not just spend what we are going to uh, end up making (laughs) off selling this car because it's going to be tight margins. It's an older car. (laughs) I'm just sitting there like, wow, I'm so glad you stopped to take a picture. This seems really expensive and I should have said like, this is this is a car we are getting rid of. I just need in the trunk because I need to get my stuff out because I need to sell this car. Um, so don't go to extremes. Like, even if it ends up broken, we could just duct tape it together and get this shit sold off. Like, I gotta be honest, you know? That's the level of car we're talking about. Um, but instead, he was just really human about it all. And we got taken care of. And I still... I'm so grateful that we started transitioning and getting to know people and and valuing building relationships with people. Because what my car places have gotten to know about me is that right before we go on a trip, I am always going to call that week frantic because my husband has let me know that it's time to get an oil change. And he let me know, you know, a month before it was time to get that oil change before we left on that trip, but I did not do it until the week of. And if you're lucky, it was the week of. Usually it's like the day before. And my, the lady who runs 
the scheduling for my car place. She must know this because she's always like, yep, just Hannah, drop it off. I don't know that he has room in the schedule, but we'll get you taken care of. We'll get, we'll get it figured out. Don't worry. Just drop it off tomorrow morning. If you can drop it off for the day, we will find a way to work it in. And I'm like, the fact that I did not realize this sooner, you know, that really small communities and specifically small businesses in small communities, they are built to be able to take better care of you. They just are. They know you. And if you frequent their business, they get stuff done for you. They know what your heart desires, what you need to get out of this, and they <laughs> deliver. And then it was like just the most beautiful experience, you know, because our normal maintenance shop, they're like, we, we cannot do this. I don't know. I think the guy down the street will be able to. So I would check there. And I'm like, okay, Whew. just call there. You know, it's okay. I don't know how tools work, obviously, but they must not have had the right tools. And now after seeing what the body shop, this is literally what they do. They take apart cars, they fix cars that have been in accidents. So they have the right tools. And after seeing what they had to do to get into this stupid car, <laughs> I, I understand why that place couldn't do it. And now I know that specifically on Hyundai Sonatas, there is a lock trunk feature. And so when I was aggressively pushing the, the lock, the trunk down to escape my certain death, um, I chip, chipped that lock, which is on the closure part. And he was explaining to me, you just want to make sure that you don't trip that lock again because it locks and you can't unlock it unless you have a key and you should have a key. But for whatever reason, this key that you have is not working, which now I'm curious and I won't lock it to find out. But now I'm sort of curious, does the other key unlock it then? We didn't try it, obviously. But anyways, all I can say is the fears that were projected on me in my youth, and I don't think that it was always, you know, and maybe for my family, since we came up short on things often, maybe it was just easier to go to places where you are faceless. And now that I say that, the same, when, when we were early in our marriage and we were early in our relationship, just sometimes we couldn't pay bills. We couldn't, we couldn't do things, you know, we didn't have that backing. And so maybe from my parents' perspective, not going to places where people knew them was better, you know, because if you can't pay bills, the last thing you want to do is go to someone that you're going to have to see at your kid's baseball game. You know, if you know that you're kind of constantly teetering on that edge of coming up short, or if the next car breakdown could put you into bankruptcy, maybe you don't want to do business with people who know your face. So maybe that is a scary thing and I can understand. 
you know, maybe why we didn't go with businesses in town for that reason. Maybe they weren't necessarily more expensive, but there was more accountability. And that was probably kind of scary for us, you know, as a family unit. And so it is twofold, you know, people are going to know who you are. And as a result of that, they can take better care of you. You can call them right before, maybe, this this is hypothetical, but I'm just going to play this out for you. You can call them after your husband has reminded you for a month that you're going to go on a trip, maybe to Minnesota or somewhere, you know, probably about a five hour or so trip. And so he's been telling you for a month, almost every week, like, hey, we got to get that oil change scheduled so that the oil is changed before we go to Minnesota. I just want to remind you if you haven't done that yet, but I just want to remind you. And you'd be like, yeah, no, I totally I'm on it. And then another week goes by. And then and then all of a sudden you're in that week, except for you're in that week and your husband's going, yeah, remember, we got to do that. So you better get on that. And then you end up getting to um, that Thursday before you leave. And you're like, oh, crap, I didn't do that. And so you frantically call. And certainly the scheduler is ready for your call. And she's like, yep, we'll get you in. Just bring the car over. We'll, we'll get it done for you today. They know. She knows. She knows how much trouble I'm about to be in. And she knows that she doesn't want me to get in trouble. You know why? Because she also shops at my shop. And I shop at her shop. And we know each other. And now she knows. When Hannah calls and she's in a desperate situation, we got to bail Hannah out. Because she's cool. And we're kind of friends. So I'm just saying, shop local. Take better care of you. As always, you're smart, strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.